Have you been thinking of starting your own podcast? Try out Anchor. We use Anchor to post our episodes and it offers so many amazing benefits. First of all, it's completely free to use. Yes, I said free. It also helps you so you can upload your episodes straight from your app or your dashboard, which makes it super convenient and a one-stop shop. Anchor is a Spotify program, so that means your show will post to Spotify automatically. You also have the option to post to any other platform through the RSS feed. This gives you full range of all the podcast platforms to get your show out there. The best part is that Anchor gives you all of the analytics directly linked to their platform, so you can post, edit, and track your show's progress all in one place. Try Anchor today for free at anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm. Spooky creeps and freaks. Spooky creepies and freakies. Welcome back to the In the Nick of Crime podcast. This is a scoops and more episode. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, meow, meow. I'm Courtney. I'm Michelle. Meh, meh. If you don't know that by now, like, what are you doing? I know, it's just fun to... We'll keep saying our names because it's polite to introduce ourselves. We so all know I am not the most polite person in the world. I'm actually really right. bad at it. Same. <laughs> we just forget to introduce ourselves sometimes. So, but we're doing it. We're here. Um, we are a weekly true crime podcast normally, but every other week we like to shake shit up mm-hmm. and do some spooky, spooky, some lore. What's more comedy? I mean, we're really exactly good at that. like those episodes are usually our funny ones. So I tell like our friends and family that don't like the true crime stuff and that's exactly why we do these episodes because people that don't like that camp would like to still you know hear episodes and they've requested stuff like this so i always tell those people those are the funny episodes that aren't so heavy absolutely yes so we don't do our weekly fuckery in these ones we just get shit going yeah we get started yeah so So, courtney's gonna go first again i was gonna say is that my key your key yeah to go first Sure. Okay. Cute. And I actually, oh yeah, I did go first last week. I think I thought I went You second. go first every week on Laura, and right. I'm here for I it. Do. I, I do. I don't care. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I don't mind. I like Laura's it. Laura's kind of, I really flourish in Laura. That's kind of where I like flutter my little wings. And, Your little creepy wings. Yeah, my very <laughs> creepy, weird wings. I mean, if you guys didn't miss last week, you should probably listen to it. It's a very good episode. Yep. Especially if you like Stranger Things. And spooky haunted theaters. Yeah, that too. Theatas. Theatas. <laughs> so uh, what in the hell do you have for us, girl? Well, so, you know, I don't, I haven't really done spooky except for maybe my very first I know. One. And see, it's so funny because I did not do spooky this week. I was trying not to be a basic bitch, so I'm so glad we traded off. <laughs> Here for it. We did. Yeah. So, um, with it being August and our favorite season right around the corner of Halloween and fall... And just all of that loveliness that we both 
just adore. Yes. I figured we should talk about the Joshua Ward house. Ooh. Which is also known as the witch house. Yes. So I'm going to go into that a little bit Love for you. Love it. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> so in downtown Salem, Massachusetts, yep. y'all. Spooky Mecca. I have to go someday. Just once. Yes. Blackcraft just opened a, a store. Well, they're about to open it, I think, tomorrow. Ooh. And they, like, got, like, it's so cool. They have this cool, like, hanging statue of kind of like Sabrina the Witch on her yeah. broom, but it is, like, wicked, and I'm a huge Blackcraft craft fan. Love it. So I'm, like, hooked. And yeah. I actually ordered their Salem mystery box, because I had How to. How cool. I had to. Yes. I had to. Yes. I'm nerdy now. I, I want to go to the museums out there, too, man. Oh, it's just so cool. There's yeah. so much history and I'm, like, you and I are both very big into history, yes. so that's why I think we would flourish there. Yep, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I could get a coffee on a nice fall day, walk around I just want to go to New England in the fall in general. Just, it's really pretty. Yeah, just any of that. I just love it. Yeah. Oh, I got distracted. Sorry. It's okay. Huh, fall. <laughs> <sighs> Dreaming of fall. Okay. <laughs> um, so in downtown Salem resides a hotel, which is known as The Merchant. Um, it's exterior is freshly painted, the interior is filled with luxurious furnishings, and this house oppo, also, oppo, also, also, <laughs> this house oppo, I can't even make it one sentence in, I hate it, anyway, so this house also happens to be steeped in history, and it is most well known as the Joshua Ward house, yeah, um, Salem's most, uh, infamous historic haunted house looms grimly above a busy street called Washington Street. Mm-hmm. Um, visitors on tours and townspeople pass it every day, largely unaware of the horrors that may lurk inside. Right. Some Salem residents, uh, know the history or they whisper the rumors about the land's former owner as they pass. Like, it's just a common Mm -hmm. talking back and forth thing. It's not, it's so strange to me to know that because we live in Colorado. There's not really, not trying to diss on our state, but we're very new compared to Salem and compared to Massachusetts. So, like, for us, it's like, you just walk past each other and chit chat about that. Right. Um... So it's just, it's weird to me that people do that, but I bet you it's like normal everyday stuff there. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Most people walk by unaware on their way to Dunkin' Donuts or the gift shop next door. Um, In my mind, you like (laughs) explaining this, that seems so out of place in my head because all I picture is like, is like Salem, Salem, like old time Salem. And obviously that's not correct in this day and age, but that's all I can picture and so I'm just like, yeah. The there's Dunkin literally Donuts. a Dunkin' Donuts like right down the street. I looked up on Google Maps sense. to see, and there truly is. Yeah, one right I just down can't picture it any different. I know it's so weird, right? You're like history, like a modern, modern they civilization. Don't... I feel like it's just a town frozen in time. Yeah, it is frozen in time with some modern upgrades. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> um, the Joshua Ward House actually occupies the land that was owned by a very cruel human being during the witch trials um those were a plentiful mm, but this one's even worse sheriff george corwin i've heard of this fucker yeah he's a piece of shit and if you haven't heard of him no go for it if you haven't heard of him i would be shocked because salem witch trials are something that we learn in u.s history like it's part of our class curriculum 
unless they've changed it, which we all know has been happening, but that's besides right. the point. So if you don't know about this, you were either there sleeping. there are things in history that they would cover as much. <laughs> yeah, well, Not gonna know. get into that. Yeah, sideswipe. <laughs> so just, like, knowing about the witch trials, you should know who George Corwin is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's alleged that he used his private home as a sadistic torture dungeon for innocent victims of the witch, witch hysteria and that his violent spirit still walks the land in all these hundreds of years later. If he was around during the time, he would have been a Nazi. Oh, easily. Yeah, absolutely. He would have been Hitler himself, yes. in my opinion. Because literally, same thing. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. I'll tell you some of the stuff that this deplorable Ugh. human did, and Gross. it's disgusting. Um, so this beautiful house was constructed in 1784 for an influential sea mar- merchant named Joshua Ward. He was famous for being a prime supplier of molasses, which, if you didn't know, molasses was used for rum back then. Yes, I did know that, actually. Yeah. Also, pro tip, this is totally off topic, but I feel like it's going to be helpful to some people. If you ever run out of brown sugar in your house, mix together regular sugar and molasses. It makes all the difference, and it's so much better than store-bought brown sugar. You're welcome. Mm. Uh, (laughs) So he's also a famous supplier of spices, such as Samaritan pepper. Does that sound right? Sumatran? Yes. Yeah. Sumatran pepper um, throughout the United States. Which, like, okay, boy, like, killing it. That's like Chef Bay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But with Sumatran pepper. Um, But what's even cooler about this is that his efforts and his merchant deals that he would do actually helped build the city of Salem. I'm so sorry. Look at the fucking face. She looks so happy. Look at that fucking face. She doesn't even look like she's sick. She's like, fuck yeah, she, I got Her this. fever broke, so she's like just kind of congested now. Oh my god, I love this girl She's so adorable. Much. Oh, she makes me want to puke. I love her so much. Sorry, go ahead. I just want to squeeze her. It's fine. <laughs> I would never correlate those two, but you do. You. We talk about all the time how we just want to like eat her and just No, that's fine, her. but puking because a baby's cute makes me... It's literally like doesn't the cute match. Just, I just want to puke. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> oh lord. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Fine. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so it's also one of the first brick build homes in Salem. Okay. A noted bricklayer and woodworker at the time, Samuel McTerran, I think is how you say it. Um, did all of the house's interior woodwork, including nice. all of the original staircases, that remains to be his oldest surviving work. That's so cool. Isn't that dope? Hell yeah. Um, in 2015, the Josh Ward house uh, has served... Oh, since, sorry. Since 2015, the Josh Ward house has served as a hotel, but before that, in 1983, it was added into Salem's downtown district, which I'll tell you about that in a minute. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then uh, prior to that, in 1978, it was listed with the National Register of Historic Places. Nice. That's yeah. so cool. And that's got to be a hard decision because I'm sure there's so many buildings out there that are historical landmarks. I think that, the, that for the city of Salem especially... It's horrific what happened. Yes. But they're trying to preserve the history. Because it's important. To teach knowledge to yes. not have this happen again. Yes. Because it teaches against prejudice. And it's so well, important. And, it and they never sugarcoat that shit. No. Ever. And they talk about it happening again throughout history. Yeah. And just how 
you can find either it's a certain class of people, a certain type of people, mm-hmm. and become literally, like, it becomes a witch hunt for yes. those people. Yes. We've and seen it so many times. We have. And Salem yes. is very adamant. I watched a lot of stuff before I did this because I know we're only supposed to, like, paste and copy or copy and paste, but I really wanted to, like, watch things Heck yeah, this it. is cool. It's dope. Yeah. And a lot of people in Salem who do the tours and stuff are very adamant about telling you, like, they're not... They're not praising the witch trials. They're right. trying to teach people to not do this again. Yes, exactly. And that's how it should be. Yes. But they're also very historic and they love their history minus the witch trials themselves. Yes. It's still an amazing town. Yes, and it's still Thriving. historically amazing town. Like, it's oh, had gorgeous. many other accolades. Yes, many other yeah. that make it famous other yes. than the witch trials. Um, this hotel was located on Washington Street, like I said, um, which was named after George Washington, who actually stayed at the home when he visited the city to address the troops. Nice. Um. That's crazy. <laughs> it's kind of mind-blowing. Like, they are the OGs. <laughs> yes. So when Mr. Ward passes away, Salem takes ownership of this residence, and it eventually serves as an apartment building of sorts. Mm-hmm. Housing many of those who are accused of witchcraft during the Salem witch trials. What the fuck? I know. Dude. I'm not going to say that. That's very problematic. Continue. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, so this is where Sher- Sheriff Corwin comes in. Dick. Dick. Um, he is famous for his involvement in the witch trials. And people feel that it it's the main reason for this building being haunted. Mm-hmm. Uh this is where residents get haunted connections, they get haunted feelings, and things start happening. Right. Um, not only due to the fact that the Joshua Ward house was built on the very same grounds as what Sheriff Corwin used to live on, but also of the horrific things that he did to the tenants while they were there. Right. So Sheriff Corwin would often interrogate the accused at the Joshua Ward house with his heinous techniques, earning him the nickname The Strangler. What the fuck? Yeah. One nearly unmentionable method of interrogation that he would do was... Trigger alert. Uh, tying the neck of his victim to their ankles tightly oh with a rope god. until blood gushed out their noses. Oh! Oh my god, dude. I told you, trigger Ew, warning. That made my whole body like feel trigger like it warning. has like pinpricks all over it. Yeah. Ew. I'm not laughing because what? it's funny. It's I'm laughing because so I'm uncomfortable. Like, what that is just... Fuck. Ew. I, yeah. like... Ooh, yeah. my skin is crawling. Yeah, it's gross. Dude. No. Oof. What um, the fuck? Yeah. Who, who okay. thinks of that? What the... Fucked up people. Fuck? Why fuck would that ever come into your brain? There's a demon in your soul, sir. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you he signed with Satan. What the fuck? No ducks. Or the cross from Stephen. I don't know which one. Ooh. Um, there's also multiple myths surrounding George Corwin, um, though the most well-known is that he was cursed, along with the city of Salem, by a man accused of witchcraft, which just name should also sound familiar, but Giles Corey. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, yep. Um, the man is said to have uttered the curse with his last dying breath while Corwin oversaw his condemnation of and i can't pronounce this in french so i actually learned what it says in english and it's strong and harsh punishment is what it stands for what's the word 
I took a lot of French. I'll see if I can pronounce I it. I think it's French. It's where the red squiggles are. The red squiggles. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Bain? Bain forte deux. There you go. Bain forte deux. Oh, sure. As we just move everything around. <laughs> I know my whole ass microphone is like, yeah, <laughs> my microphone is like, pink. <laughs> but, uh, yes, it means strong and harsh punishment. Yeah. This harsh and grotesque court-ordered procedure um, entailed, and this is another rough one, not as bad, but it is rough, so trigger warning, piling multiple weights on the accused's chest until they confessed or died. Oh, and that doesn't take long. Like, Because you have to think about what they're... They're they're stacking stones on him at this point, and you know they're not tiny. They're very big. That will break your sternum, especially, and that's, like, tough to break, but... Ooh, so you, he literally had to sit there while they put these weights on him, Ooh. and then he died from his bones literally breaking, and at that point, you know, you've got punctured organs, organs yeah. many of them, oh and you die gosh. from internal bleeding and suffocating on what your own blood. Fucking monster. Yeah, despicable. Oh, Just disgusting. Ugh. So, not only did he use the Joshua Ward house for interrogations, but it's also rumored that he used the basement in his home to torture and victimize the accused. Whether they were truly witches or not, his methods were very severe, and they would often pledge their allegiance to Satan just to end the horrific punishment. Yeah, it's like, when you, if you feel like that's the only way you're going to get out of it, you're going to lie. You're going to do whatever you need to do, because that's what they make you think. They gaslight you, and they're like, if you say this, if you admit that you're a witch, if you admit that you're in the dark arts, then, Harry Potter. (laughs) 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 It's not actually what they said, but... That's well, they what do comes take arts. Okay, it's cool. a class in Harry Potter. Yeah, it's a class. I know. Oh. I'm saying they didn't say. Oh, yeah. No, Sorry, Courtney. I was so confused. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they do in Harry Potter. No what are you shit. talking about? I'm saying I'm such a nerd that that's what I immediately go to. No, I love it. They didn't call it dark arts that I know of in these times. But I think it was considered. I think it's they dark did magic. Use it. Yeah, I think dark say. magic was one of their. Yeah. Or, but yeah, they would make them think that if they admitted to this, that they would stop torturing them. Mm-hmm. And they were liars. Because yeah. then they would just kill them. Well, that's what I was going to say. So, of course, shortly thereafter, they're usually executed for doing so because they said that they were aligned with Satan. So, you have to die anyway. Right. So, you really truly die regardless. Yeah, they had no other alternative. They this, just. Oh, I'm go going to say what I was going to say, say earlier it. because I feel like it's. Say it. Out of, cut it later it's not that to... bad. I just feel like it's just to bring it up. But it is seriously like concentration camps. That's what oh, exactly it what it is. Absolutely reminds that's me. That's one of the things that's that a lot of the people of Salem yeah. contribute. And yes, I, like not contribute, but a tribute. Uh, a tribute. A tribute. Yeah. Thank you to what they're trying to tell people not to do, not to right. repeat. It's and the same to be thing. fair, this was obviously well before the Holocaust. Well before. So, yeah. Very possible that they took cues from this shit. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, so actually Hitler it's not really man. uncouth to say that. Because no, it was not at all. Then. So, maybe the Holocaust took cues Oh, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Truly. Pieces of shit. Because seriously, it's like a concentration camp, but it's just mm-hmm. confined to that building. That's what it seems and like. And it's truly the earliest form of gaslighting, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. What the fuck? Which is sad. And of torturing a marginalized party. Yep. When are people going to get it through their thick fucking skulls? And this isn't everyone, obviously, but these people that think that one type of human, I'm not going to say what's on my mind because problematic, but mm. that 
their type of human is supreme to others. The idea of their type of human. Exactly. Because that's all it is. It's yeah, an idea. it's in their head. But then they get other chuckle fucks to believe it. Yeah. What the fuck? That's what's more alarming to me. It's like, who the fuck believes this? I mean, it's easy to manipulate people, sadly. Yeah. They're like, they're charismatic. I don't give a shit. I don't trust anyone as far as I can throw them. But moral of that story, we all fucking believe the same. We are the same kind of people. We're all built the same. Everything else. Literally, get inside of us, high horse. We, uh, we have the same fucking skeleton. Yep. It's the same color. Yep. All of our organs and muscles are the same color. Yep. We all have them. Mm-hmm. Unless you're born without one, yeah. which is another story, but that doesn't make you any different. Right. Right. Truly, we are the same inside. Exactly. Get off your fucking high horse. Absolutely. We're all disgusting skin bags. <laughs> Ooh, I don't like that. <laughs> but you said that earlier. Because it's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, the disappointing part of this is that these practices were completely legal and legitimate during these times. Such bullshit. Honestly, it makes... I'm not surprised, but seriously. And don't get me wrong, like, we dog on the police, but then we also, like, very honest that we truly accept them because they help us out in so many ways, and there are good ones and bad ones, but we're actually very, very lucky in our day and age to have... Yes. The judicial system and the law system yeah. that we do, even if we don't agree with it, it is a thousand times mm-hmm. better than what they dealt with during yeah. this time. Yeah, absolutely. Oof. Because it was kind of like, ironically, like a lawless wasteland. Very much so, yes. <laughs> because it was a very new land. Yeah. I mean, we were making our own rules and regulations. Yeah, really the only churches. laws were the Constitution. <laughs> well, know? I yeah, and at this time, the main law was your Christianity. Yeah, like because there was no separation of church and state mm-hmm. at all, and that's how these people got this fucking traction on this shit. Yes, yes. Because if you guys don't know, during the Salem witch trials, you had one day of rest a week because mm-hmm. you were constantly working to you know plow the fields yes. and home, make the homestead and everything. That one rest day was literally a full entire 24-hour day almost. I think they said eight, but 24 to eight, eight to 24-hour yeah. day of literally sitting in a church building mm-hmm. with no heat, yep. no air conditioning, listening to a preacher preach. Yep. How is that a day of rest? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, like, I don't blame the poor kids at all for acting out honestly yeah. i blame them for making the choices they made but that's another story yes <laughs> and apparently they think that it was uh wheat that had gone bad and had a mold in it that acts the same as a uh, p i've heard that what is it pcp yeah i think so i think like a hallucinogenic yeah and they yeah. think that's really what caused the witch trials was because that causes a lot of the same body mm-hmm. functions and stuff that these paranoia. people were having yeah and then it caused the paranoia so what they were seeing they were probably mm-hmm. really seeing it but it wasn't real yes i remember hearing that that they thought it could have been things that were ingested things that were in the air just yeah mm-hmm. a number of things which is sad it makes sense honestly yeah. so which with all this torture that was done at the hands of sheriff george I.K.A. The Strangler. I.K.A. I.K.A. <laughs> what is this? Hashtag. <laughs> Courtney's just hitting herself against the forehead with two fingers. Hashtag. Because <laughs> I can't hold my other hand up because it's holding my computer. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> I'm just going to do that every time. Hashtag. <laughs> just hit yourself. <laughs> it's from my animes because they always do like. Oh, yeah. I got you. <laughs> 
Nerd. If I'm ever being a dick to you, let me know if I point out, because I just do that to everyone. No, I love it. Okay. I love it. Because I, I do that I play literally with it. to everyone. I play with it. Wow. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I digress. Um, within the walls of the Joshua Hold Warhouse. Hold on, let this chuckle fuck move. Okay, I'm going to start at the beginning of It's that. the trash guy, actually. I hope he's glaring on the backside of the property, because it's going to take him a minute to get away from here. He's like early today, of course. 7.54, because wasn't he at like 8.30 last yeah, week? Yeah, I feel like, because they can come anytime from like 6 to 10, and I feel like he's been going like after 9 lately. Okay. <laughs> it's like a throat burp. That was from my chest. That wasn't it's even from like my chest. like in your larynx. <laughs> it's like that a was frog me. was in there. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, with all the torture done at the hands of Sheriff George the Strangler Corwin within the walls of the Joshua Ward house, it stands to reason that many of the spirits allegedly haunting the place are his victims. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, Absolutely. Mm, yeah. Uh, so, Giles Corey was one of 19 accused and executed during the Salem Witch Trials, which is... So sad. I thought there were more than that. There's only I'm glad 19. there weren't, but yeah, for some reason in my mind, I thought there were... I think a lot of people think there's a lot more. Yeah. You have to also remember that at this time, there's also technically another witch trial going on over in Europe. That's right, yes. There's yeah. a witch hunt going on over there as well. Mm-hmm. So, I think a lot of times those two are attributed as the same thing. That makes sense. Which totally makes sense. Yeah. But in Salem, only 19 were... I mean, it's so tragic either way. Oh, absolutely. And I say only 19 very lightly. It's not like it's only 19. It's just me thinking that there are more. So, yes. Yeah. I I get your thing. So, while most of the others were hanged, which is so weird for me to say because I want to say hung, not hanged. But that is technically the correct way to say it. Yep. Um, Like I said, Mr. Corey was crushed to death by large rocks by none other than the sheriff himself. And it's said that he regularly haunts the ward's residence. Um, they haunted that piece of shit till he died mm. every day. Mm. There mm. have been mm. multiple witnesses who have claimed that they have been strangled by an unseen pair of hands Ooh. while visiting the Joshua house. Whoa. Right? Um, interestingly enough, the witch house, because they also call it the witch house, yeah. um, was set to be demolished in 1944 to make way for the widening of the street. But locals, however, banded together to put a stop to that by raising $42,000 required to move the house back a mere 35 feet to where it currently sits today. Wow. That's crazy. I know. So after two decades, um, or after two, so this is where I say this. So after two architects actually restored the residence to its original 17th century splendor, so Mm -hmm. it was restored. So that's why I'm wondering if... The picture that we have and the pictures that I've seen of it with the black shiplap where maybe at one point they covered it and then these two architects came and redid it. <gasps> what? <gasps> I'm going to talk about it. <gasps> Sorry. No, you're fine. <gasps> uh, um, ooh, shiver me timbers. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, I was <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I just got scared. <laughs> <laughs> I just showed a pretty real creepy picture that she's going to talk about later. And then my 
home sits atop a garage of another home and it just opened. Oh, it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I got hot corny to share her pants. No, I almost peed up. timing spot on bro this picture though is like giving I know. me the fucking heat i'm gonna like, tell you about it in a I second i keep getting like just visceral I chills i'll tell you about it in a second okay but i can't stop looking it's like burned into my memory now <laughs> don't do that to yourself <laughs> okay i don't get freaked out by pictures like this no either, it's so creepy I shit clear. It's super creepy, and I'll explain why in a minute. Um, So the witch house was, after it was, like, restored, it was handed over um, to the city of Salem, at that point becoming the museum that it functioned as today. Right. So. So now I'm going to get into the hauntings. You're going to have to re-say that, because I'm not going to be able to hear you over this fuckery. Go ahead. Okay. So now that I've said that, I'm going to get into the hauntings. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. So we're going to start off with the one that we hate the most. The Strangler. Yeah. Yep. Um, He's said to be one of the three spirits that are most prominent and that inhabits this place. Right. So obviously his nickname was the Strangler due to the rumor that he would personally interrogate or rather torture and strangle those that he accused. Yeah. Um. Throughout the years, there have been many reports of people feeling like they were choked while on the premises, and all of these accounts have occurred on the second floor, mm-hmm. and it's only the second floor. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Which is very Seems strange. Like residual. Residual. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Repeating mm-hmm. over and over. Yep. Um, one victim actually reports of someone holding his throat and squeezing. Ooh. The scariest part is he was alone. Ooh. Completely alone. There's nobody there, not on a tour, Bro. like, just by himself on that second level. I don't know about you, but I have chills one and yep. two. I would be petrified. I would nope the whole fuck out of there. Yeah, I'd be gone. Bye. Yeah, no thank Never you. Never again. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Burn the whole place down. Ooh, not really. Don't do that. <clears throat> no, it's beautiful. I don't yeah. want to burn it down. Historic landmark. So pretty. Um, and what many believe is, like, bittersweet revenge for all the horrendous acts that George Corwin committed, if the reports of being strangled by an unseen entity are to be believed, then it sounds like the strangler has been cursed to forever wander the halls he used to patrol and search for his next victim. Damn. Which, Shitbag. you deserve worse than that, but at yeah. least you're stuck there. Yep. So, our second spirit is, of course, Giles Corey. Yeah. Which I think you can also say Giles. Giles. Yeah. But I believe it was pronounced as I Giles. I think that's how I've usually heard it pronounced. Yeah. Yes. Many people who work in this house blame Corey for many, or yeah, Corey, for many of the paranormal or out of the ordinary occurrences that they experience. I don't doubt it. I don't either. That um, soul is probably in unrest. I think he just likes to fuck with people, and I'll tell you why. me. (laughs) So they have a lot of things that happen. So, like, pockets of chilled air and hot rooms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, This one cracks me up because it's totally a ghost thing to do. Books or pictures will fall to the floor. So poltergeist shit. Yeah. And this is the one that freaks everybody else. But they find candles being melted through when they've never been lit. Ooh. Um, 
that's some strong energy, man. Yeah. And this is one of the major occurrences that they feel is very unique to Corey. Yeah. Um, basically because as the candle melts, they consistently form into the shape of an S and many people and like paranormal fanatics. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a very good way. Um, like aficionados. Yeah, exactly. Uh, take this as a sign for a sheriff. Oh. As they feel that Giles is seeking out retribution from Sheriff Corwin for having yeah. him murdered. Damn. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Here for it. So now I'm going to get into the third one, which you've seen a picture of. Woof, man. Yeah. That thing. So the third spirit in the house Ooh. is called the witch. Okay. Um, it's said <laughs> that she haunts the top floor of the house where people see what you have seen, a female spirit. And this is so widely publicized that it has literally reached international levels. So let me Sorry. tell you where that picture came from. So in 1981, mind you, this is before we have technology to do what we can do. But still, 1981? Yep. So in 1981, uh, there was a business that actually occupied the home at the time. Okay. And they had a Christmas party. And... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Yep. Nope. So, co-workers decided to take, like, a memory photo Polaroid. That's a Polaroid. FYI. Are you fucking kidding me? No. So, one person is photographed in front of the decorations, but when the photo was developed, the light-haired co-worker was not in the photo, and instead in the photo is a grainy image of an extremely pale woman with a head of dark hair in his place. Um, and also, like, the hair is fucking wild. Yeah. <laughs> like, it literally looks like, oh, shit, what is that witch? It's like the It's shrieking... from 13 Ghosts. Yes. That's exactly it what It looks I like the of. jackal, in my opinion. Ooh, I can see that, actually. It's really fucking creepy, though. Like, yeah. I'm very off, but, like, usually paranormal stuff has, like, little to no effect on me at all, and this is, like... No, this one makes you think, nauseous. especially knowing that that's a Polaroid. Seriously, from the nineteen eight from nineteen eighty one, and she looks like she's wearing period clothing. Oh, absolutely! God, I hate that it picture is so much. Horrifying. I looked at it earlier. It is horrifying, and the fact that I just stumbled across this, I don't I was like it, and I want it out of my eyeballs. I was hoping you wouldn't like, get out I of my truly brain. Truly debated posting it on Instagram, but then I was like, absolutely not. People Maybe are gonna be like scarred. A, well, you could put like a warning slide before the last photo. But like picture of the witch, because I'm sure people want to see it. True, I can do that. Not everyone's a puss. It's creepy, but like that's also fucking creepy as shit. Like, what is in that dark abyss? Mm-hmm. So while no one's been able to identify the witch, many believe that she's a spirit of one of the witches that George Corwin executed during the witch trials. Oh boy, and I, I wouldn't be surprised. But like, she looks like she is on. A mission mm-hmm. to fuck someone's world up. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, to fuck them up. No, that picture mentally. is tormenting you all. It is. Like, I'll give you a straight up terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. Ew, I hate it. Yeah. I'm gonna have nightmares about that tonight. <laughs> and I don't have nightmares. Sorry, I was hoping it's you okay. wouldn't see it. But It's like landing in my cerebral cortex <laughs> and like i said it's very grainy but for being as grainy as it is there's some details it's in it that legitimately are terrifying yeah, yeah you can tell it's a person you can tell it's not an anomaly <sighs> boy so with that being said and with this being the oldest standing structure in the salem witch trials there is no doubt as to 
why the house is visited by so many people oh, yearly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and most notably around Halloween, which is when I absolutely want to go. Spooky season. Um, it's the perfect recipe for what makes a traditional house haunted. Yeah, absolutely. Um, perhaps it's probably one of the best houses that remains open as a museum. Haunted or otherwise, yeah. obviously. Right. And as it stands to serve as a reminder of terms of how far we've come as a nation. Mm-hmm. Um, what was once considered normal practice, the execution of witches, and the like is laughable by today's standards. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. And I mean by actual witches. I'm not yes. talking like the other... Yep. I'm not making that face that at you. Come. I know. Yes. It's just by the standards of witches that, for whatever reason, people... Right. That was funny. And unfortunately, the focus was put on other people Sadly. After that. So, I'm going to end on a really funny, like, funny good note on okay. this. Um, it's so popular and so well-known as being haunted that, in fact, it was featured on the hit television show, Ghost Adventures. Of course it was. In 2011. Fuckboy Supreme. Fuckboy OG. Hilarious. But that's the story of the Joshua Ward slash Witch House. Shit, man. Bring on Halloween. Witches. Spooky shit. Yes. Let's fucking go. Fall. Yes. Hi, friends. Have you been thinking of starting your own podcast? We use Anchor to post our episodes, and it offers so many amazing benefits. First of all, it's completely free to use. Yes, it's free. And it also gives you the option to clip your episodes straight from the app or on the dashboard. So it makes it a really convenient one-stop shop. Anchor is also a Spotify program, so that means your show will post to Spotify automatically. And you also have the option to post to any other platform through the RSS feed link. This gives you full range of all the podcast platforms to get your show out there. The best part is that Anchor gives you all of the analytics directly linked to their platform. So you can post edit, and track your show's progress all in one place. So try Anchor today for free now at anchor.fm. That's anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Um, anyway, I'm here to fuck up your childhood. Oh no! How are you to fuck up my childhood? Don't do that! (laughs) This is twisted. Oh, twisted sister? Yeah, I'm gonna talk about the dark truth and fairy tales. Like the grim, actual grim version? Oh, those are so good. I wish our fairy tales were the grim versions. It'll be a little bit of a a mixed mingle. I love that you're bringing this to the table. Yeah, some of it's the grim stuff, some of it's just reading between the lines of this shit. So, yes. Fuck up the fairy tales, bro. Let's go. (laughs) Right. So, all of this is from HowStuffWorks.com and from History.com. Perfect. So, yes. So we're going to start out with, I'm going, I am going in order of the How Stuff Works article. Just so you know, I'm making it very clear. I use their article completely because I loved it so much. So I will give them full credit in the show notes. All mine's full credit in show notes too. Absolutely. So we're going to start with Pinocchio. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) The little boy who lied. Yes. This movie is so fucked up anyway. Like I knew when I was a kid that this shit was fucked up. (laughs) Which one, though? The Jonathan Taylor Thomas version? No, I'm saying, like, OG Disney 1940s version. Okay. So, when you're thinking of the original Disney version of Pinocchio, like I said, I don't think the JTT version was Disney anyway. No, but it was disturbing, too. It was, for sure. (laughs) For sure. Like, the graphics in that scared me, too. (laughs) So, obviously, we know that Pinocchio's nose would grow to indicate when he was lying. And then... 
Jiminy Cricket, you know, was his sidekick. I literally have Pinocchio right behind you. Yep. A pop. And Jiminy Cricket's on his nose going like this with his hands on Jiminy his hips. Jiminy Cricket was, like, technically the good angel, right? Technically, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and he was also, like, the cock blocker for all intents and purposes. <laughs> <laughs> so, and obviously, most of our nice memories from this movie is a song, When You Wish Upon a Star. That's, like... Pretty much synonymous with Disney now. That's even the theme, like the song that plays with the Disney intro. Da, 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 da. You're gonna hate me for this, but I absolutely hate that song. I always have. Get the fuck out of here. I know. Anyway, <laughs> there is a quote from a Time Magazine critic named Richard Carla- Corliss. Sorry, and he says, "Quote: The movie also taught moral lessons in the most useful way by scaring the poop out of the little ones." End quote. <laughs> Which is so true. So, the movie really focuses on how it's dangerous to run away from home and how you can... I mean, it's kind of like you're getting kidnapped. Like, stranger danger, man, in that movie. Before it was a thing. Yeah, exactly. And Stromboli kidnapping them in this movie. A psychotic villain. Yeah. And he tells Pinocchio, when you grow too old, you will make good firewood. That's what he literally tells Pinocchio in this movie. I mean, he's not wrong. But he's a real boy this time. He's not the puppet boy this time. He's not wrong. Because he goes Pleasure Island. Also, I have problems with it being called Pleasure Island. Let's be honest. That's why the ride in Disneyland is called Storybook Island. Good thinking. Because they, they <laughs> originally, it was for Pinocchio because you go through the whale. Yeah, yeah. But they changed it to Storybook Island and made, like, little, like, things of, like, different movies of, like, the oh, villages okay. that you go through. Interesting. Yeah. Fun fact for you. I think it's a good, good call. <laughs> right? But the film's original source material was an 1883 story by Carlo Collodi and... In the story, when Pinocchio is teased about his wooden head by Jiminy Cricket, it was, I don't think he's called Jiminy Cricket in that story, the puppet throws a hammer at the cricket and kills him. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so fucked up. I like, you're, you're a sick fucker. <laughs> Pinocchio throwing a chimney cricket. I picture a little demented puppet boy. <laughs> Just yeets a hammer at him. <laughs> yeets it. God. Yeet that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you are a sick fuck. Sick fuck. I've never claimed to be a princess. The way you cackle. <laughs> that. <laughs> the giddiness is alarming. I'm sorry. Ooh, he just literally yeets a hammer at a cricket. <laughs> he gets so mad just, at him. Wow. <laughs> because the cricket teased him about his wooden head. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the next one is The Little Mermaid. Ooh, this one's creepy. <laughs> Richard Corliss, who I mentioned in the last bit, um, he actually praised the 1989 version of the film, that has which a penis I thought was in the castle. Than that, right? But Corliss said that The Little Mermaid was the tale of a prince named Eric who falls in love with Ariel. Oh, the he's so hot, too. <laughs> the beautiful half-human sea creature. And he says, she's, quote, a model of buoyancy and poignancy, which I loved that quote. <laughs> it's so the weird. image that puts in my head It's is weird, so but it's weird. also, like, 
Like, I have her, like, sitting cross-legged in her fin with, like, her tea with her finger out, like, just bouncing on the water. Like, when in doubt, (laughs) pinky out. Pinky out, bitches. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But this also came from a darker story. So, it originally came from an 1837 story by Hans Christian Andersen. Yes, and I've read it. Yep. Yep. Very fascinating for me. Much darker. I've also read that one. So... In the film version, we obviously know that Ariel makes a deal with Ursula, bad bitch. Ursula I love her. on my shelf right there. I love Ursula. I know a lot of people <laughs> I know, dog she's, on me for it. But a lot of people are getting the Ursula part of it. And I'm sorry, but like, let's be honest. You signed a contract, exactly. bro. Exactly. Like, Ariel knew what she was signing. Come yeah. on. So, Ursula converts her temporarily into a human in exchange for her singing voice. We all know that. And... Ursula puts it inside of the seashell mm-hmm. necklace. So in Hans Christian Andersen's telling of it, the witch silences the Little Mermaid by cutting off her tongue. And unlike the movie, the original story doesn't end happily ever after. Instead, the Little Mermaid loses her prince to a human bride and smiles at him one last time as she and her sisters rise slowly to heaven. Sheesh. I mean, honestly, all the Disney... Movies have a very dark origination. Yeah, absolutely. And Vanessa, Ursula's human counterpart, that's what that reminds me of. That's exactly what it is. So the next one that we're going to dive into is Cinderella. Cinderella, Cinderella. I love Cinderella. I'm not a Cinderella fan, but that's just me. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) I'm more of a Mulan fan myself. Oh, I love Mulan. Yeah. Just of the like older Disney movies, like Cinderella and Alice in Wonderland were. Aurora is my favorite. Sleeping Beauty fucked me up, man. That movie is so dark to me. It like okay, gave but me look nightmares. Who you're talking to. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Does that surprise you at all? <laughs> no. Anyway, exactly. so Cinderella was made by Disney in 1950. So again, another of its older films, and it's depicting a beautiful young woman who is essentially enslaved by her. Bitch ass stepmoms and stepsisters, stepmom singular. After her dad passed and stepsisters. Away. Yeah. How fucked up is that? Her dad dies and these twats just like, oh, we're gonna make your life a living hell. Because gonna... she's pretty. Exactly. Yeah. That's and it. that's part of the dark part. We'll get into that. <clears throat> so she gets a chance at happiness, obviously, when her fairy godmother comes into the picture. The godmother transforms Cinderella. She's obviously in her ragged clothing because she's Always cleaning, always working around the castle that they're in. Because they are in a low-key castle, which is weird. Um, But we all know that she gets her pumpkin that gets turned into her beautiful carriage. She gets her beautiful gown. You know, the whole shebang. And then she gets to attend the royal ball and she meets her Prince Charming. Which gave us all unrealistic views of what romance is. Every Disney movie gave us unrealistic views of what romance is. Very much so. I feel like they should all have a disclaimer. Minus, I would say Mulan is probably the only yeah, one. Yeah, because she didn't need that romance. She got her romance. But she, she got it, it, but it wasn't, like, the key right. to the story. And even in Mulan, too, like, mm-hmm. they have problems. Like, it's not a perfect... I feel like Frozen did a good job of that, I too, think Frozen Elsa. did, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, Frozen makes fun of it, actually, mm-hmm. with Anna at the yep. beginning. So, it's yeah. dope. And even with um, Anna and Kristoff. That's his name. Yeah. I had to remember it. I was thinking of the reindeer's and name. And Brave actually completely yes. decided. Because Merida, she's like, fuck you all. She's like, I'm, I'm marry myself. But these are modern movies. Fair so enough. they took the old shit and they made it better. I'm here for it. Love it. Me too. So her, obviously we know that she goes to the ball and it can only last until midnight. 
once midnight turns, her pumpkin goes back to its pumpkin self. Her carriage, I should say, goes back to its pumpkin self. All the she mice goes, turn into mice and not horses. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So everything goes back to its former shit. Okay. Moral of that story. So when Cinderella's having a dandy time at the ball, obviously, and then the clock starts to strike midnight, she's like, shit, I gotta yeet out of here. And she's running down the stairs, loses one of her glass slippers. And she's like, fuck, and they're like, you can't get it, go back. She's like, fuck, I need my slipper. And they're like, you can't get it, get in the carriage. Bye, we don't even make it <laughs> Come home. on, bitch, you're gonna turn into a pumpkin, you're gonna get swallowed by the pumpkin. That's what I always thought. I know, when I, I was younger, that it would go... To. Because she literally, like, sneaks out of it as it's, like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Like, thought she was going to be, like, pumpkin pie. Yay, <laughs> yay. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> the prince is like, who the fuck shoe is this? And goes, looking all around the kingdom, this your shoe? Is this your shoe? Just touch it. And having his henchman, his henchman, he only has one, one. touch it on all these janky feet, like... I just remember the part where the stepsisters try to like force With their, their gross feet. feet. In, they're yeah. big as they're shit. They're like fucking duckbill shoes. Yeah, or their and then duckbill they like, feet. F- like yeah. flex like, their foot and hat. Bing. And they're like, oh, look, it fits. And then it flings off. And in my little mind, I'm like, physics doesn't compute. How is this shoe not breaking? Because they're like, this glass slipper trying all these different janky feet and it's magically fine and then cracked. I mean, it was made of magic, so. It was. This is very true. This is very true. So, obviously, her two stepsisters, because her stepmom's like, you like you were the ones that did it. Like, you were the ones that were at the ball. Just own it. Lean into it. You both simultaneously were at the ball. Don't ask questions. They won't ask questions. You don't look anything like this. Everybody ask questions. Shut up. And I'm sorry, but I'm like, you don't remember what she looks like? You can clearly see Cinderella in this castle, and they're like... This is why kids like us didn't do well on Disney Stupid. movies. Because I yeah. literally was doing the same thing. Being like, you don't look anything like her. How right. do you not know what she looks like? Right. You were literally two feet from her. You exactly. remember what she looks like. Exactly. She still looks the same. She wasn't wearing She's a mask. She's more dolled up. Yeah. It's like it was a masquerade party. <laughs> they all thought we were stupid. Is Apparently. That story. <laughs> but you and I over here like, no, nah, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, like you said, her stepsisters had gigantic feet. And Cinderella had tiny little dainty foot, which... Again. Must be nice. Yeah. I got some big ass feet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> got real flat German feet. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got flat feet. <laughs> and then they end up trying, like, Cinderella is there, and they're like, let's try the shoe on her. And the stepmom's like, no, it's impossible. She was here all night. She wasn't at the party. Blah, blah, blah. But then they are like, well, bitch, get out of my way. Let's try this on her tiny little foot. And ping, if it's. Yes. So and happily ever after. Yeah, Must that's be the nice. story of Cinderella. He's like, oh, shit, I didn't know it was you without putting this one glass slipper on your foot. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, this same story pretty much derives from a 1697 story called The Little Glass Slipper. But is also referred to as Cinderella, I guess. Which is weird to me, so, I don't know. Not my circus. <laughs> but it was by Charles Peralt. And it ends with the stepsisters begging Cinderella for forgiveness, which I would love that. Grovel and beg, bitches. In this story, though, Cinderella accepts her forgiveness because she's the bigger person. Come on, we all know that. Better than I am. I'll tell him fuck But in the 1812 Grimm version, which is called... I, I don't know how to pronounce this. It's Aschenputtel, I think is what it's called. It's A-S-C-H-E-N-P-U-T-T-L. Don't ask me. I am terrible at pronunciations. You already know this. It's either Dutch or German. 
Couldn't tell Brothers you. Brothers Grimm or Dutch, I think. I don't know. Anyway, I'll find out. That's disrespectful. I apologize. I don't know when I forgot to look it up. Um, but obviously that story's horrific, which... All the Grimm stories are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in their story, the evil stepmother hands a knife to the eldest of her daughters and orders her to cut her toe off. And she says, quote, for when you are queen, you will never have to go on foot. End quote. Like, what? Does the that stepmother mean? was literally a sociopath. Seriously. Yeah, and like, you're living vicariously through your daughters and it's creepy. And your daughters are also shitbags, so how far is that going to get you? Um, so yeah. In that story, the prince is actually fooled and rides off with her. Like, she makes her cut off her toe so she can fit her janky-ass foot in the glass slipper. And he rides off with her. And then two talking pigeons alert him to her blood-soaked shoe. What the fuck? <laughs> and then the youngest stepdaughter tries to fool him as well by cutting off her heel. <laughs> but then the pigeons tip off the prince again. And then ultimately, he identifies Cinderella. The two evil stepsisters then attend the wedding, hoping to curry in favor and the pigeons blind them by plucking out their eyes. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, Karma's so a bitch. Seriously. Yeah, the brothers Grimm are like, nay, nay. And Disney's like, let's take this fucked up shit, but make it a little nice. So also to add to the dark fuckery, History.com says that in Cinderella, um... Like the Grimm brothers, too. The stepsisters obviously cut off their toes and heels, trying to make the slipper fit. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but they say it's doves and not pigeons, so I'm not sure which was right. But either way... I feel like doves would like, make more sense, but yeah. pigeons, again, were probably more common. Yeah. I feel like doves would be kind of sick if it was doves, because they're usually a, a like symbol for I purity. I mean, doves cry. However, that might be kind of on the nose, because doves are for purity, and they're like, they are not pure. But also another dark note of Cinderella is that it's, they think that there's anti-Semitic stuff in there because Cinderella is really like the full-blown like Aryan human, blonde hair, blue eyes. Well, in the Disney version, yes. yes. Yeah, exactly. And she was depicted as pure, which like I just said about, I didn't even catch that with the correlation here, but like the doves. But her purity was so starkly different from her mongrel, quotation mark, stepsisters. Mm -hmm. And her stepsisters were clearly dark hair, didn't have the same... Well, one's a slight... redhead, but yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. The one has the one with the curly is in her hair. and But they have larger noses, and they're not as dainty as More... Cinderella. And I'm not saying that to yeah. generalize. I'm just saying to go along with this... I mean, it would make sense because if you really think about it, so like a lot of, um, and this is just historical, but when, when I did my Holocaust courses, mm -hmm. um, the the look of a Jewish person yes. was that they had a very large nose, and that's not actually what they looked like. No. That's what was depicted exactly. in the Nazi propaganda. Yes. And so I can totally see where that comes in, yes. especially in the time that that movie was created. Yeah, because 1950s, right off the heels of World War Two. Yeah. I, I get, yeah. I understand where that, that idea that comes the Holocaust, from. But, yikes. I get where that comes from. It makes yeah. sense. That's actually very plausible. There are little, little theories about Disney and Nazis. That's always been a thing, though. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway. Conspiracy theories. Let's go. Next up. 
Little Red Riding Hood. We all know this story's fucked up anyway. There is never a not fucked up version yeah, of this Hansel story. Hansel and Gretel and the two. Oh, Hansel and Gretel's on here too. So Don't you worry, up. little titty tot head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay. For Little Red Riding Hood, there have been so many versions of this story. We all oh, know. Oh yeah. This. I mean, there's live action versions. There's cartoon yeah. versions. Like and this is like versions. Yeah. This is like the mecca of cautionary tales. This and Hansel and Gretel. I feel like we're like the cautionary tales version. I think they were like the actual, truly. I know that we talked about it with Pinocchio, but actual, true, original Stranger Danger. Oh yeah. Depictions of hey, don't yeah. be a stupid little kid and exactly. wander off in the woods. Bad yep. idea. Exactly. Even on your way to grandmother's house. So. All of this differing stories have the same general, you know, basic storyline. Yes. A girl in a red cloak is traveling through the woods to deliver food to her sick grandmother, and then she meets a hungry wolf. After Little Red Riding Hood meets the wolf, the wolf urges her to spend time f- picking flowers. Picking flowers. <laughs> See? It's coming off to me. <laughs> For her grandma, and then he races ahead to beat her to her grandma's house. And then there, he eats her grandma, sheesh, dresses up in her clothing, and then waits for Little Red Riding Hood to get there. So in the Brothers Grimm version, it's called Little Red Cap. (laughs) Cute. (laughs) She is also devoured by the wolf, but she and her grandmother are then rescued by a hunter who gets her, like, just in the nick of time, which I don't know how you're eating, and then they're like, ooh, save. I don't know. (laughs) Logic isn't there. We all know this. (laughs) Ew. Ew ahead. Instead of shooting the wolf, he cuts his belly open with a pair of shears, and then he, like, a baby coming out. But not from a hoo from a belly. Let's motherfucking Like some predator shit. Like, it makes me think of Fifth Element yeah. when they like reach into the alien yes. stomach to pull the gym out, and then magically Red Riding Hood and her grandma are okay. It's like we just went through his digestive tract. We didn't get to the poop shoot. We're here. <laughs> so in Charles Perrault, so he also has a version in this one. He. Intended it as a, as a warning to young women to avoid sexual predators, which, see, stranger danger shit. In fact, you have to put that straight to women. Start Think about that, society. Think about that. So he simply allows the, quote, for flirtatious little red riding hood to be eaten. Of course he depicts her as a flirtatious woman. You can't just exactly. say that she's a young, beautiful woman, so right. a man is attracted so to her. So you're saying that this is the cautionary tale for women to be safe around sexual predators, but then you're like, she's flirting. She, she caused it. She's yeah. the one who started she asked it. for it. Shut the fuck up. Fuck you. God, get me pissed. Let's Dickly duck. Go. Anyway, history.com also feels like there's some anti-Semitism in this as well. Okay. So they claimed, for instance, that Little Red Riding Hood symbolized the German people suffering at the hands of the Jewish wolf. Yeesh. I don't know what that correlation is, but I'm just adding it in there. There was a bunch of propaganda equating them to yes. wolves. And I feel like it's the time frame and it's, yeah, it's just symbolism. Yikes. Yeah. And the Ouch. red, I know, plays a part in that. So. I didn't even think about these two. Like, the timing of them mm-hmm. slash, like, the depictions of it. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Ouch. Okay. Yep. Next up, little kitty cats, is Hansel and Gretel. Those two little shits. The literally most fucked up story I've ever heard in my childhood. Just follow Candy yeah. laying on the ground. Don't blame the kids. Blaming the victims. 
Don't blame those kids. I mean, how kids many times have you been taught not to take candy from they strangers? They didn't know Hansel and Gretel were never told this. They were actually, don't take candy from strangers. But still, they were also she was told not that. to go wandering around the and woods. And I'm sorry, but the way the witch set up that house, like it looked so glorious. I would go into that house as a dumb little kid. You kidding me? Like, this looks delightful. Again, I was she a weird-ass kid. Doing. I didn't like candy growing up. So I would have probably okay, been well, like, Okay, well, you're a freak right, anomaly, cool. so... <laughs> I still don't like candy. I'm not, I mean, you know this. <laughs> she knew what she was doing. Um, but anyway, she's cannibal, so there's that. <laughs> so. She's it, fucking crazy because of it, too. So the How Stuff Works article said, If you're a fan of Hannibal Lecter, the cannibalistic serial killer in The Silence of the Lambs, then this German fairy tale is right up your alley. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I watch it so much. <laughs> so, in the story... There's a villain who's a fucking creep, and she's just diabolical. <laughs> it's really she's the best cannibal. Way to say it. What do you expect? She's yeah. psycho. She presents herself as like a kind old woman, and like who is gonna have these thoughts about a kind old woman? Like, don't trust her. We're never taught that old people can't be trusted. Come on. I mean, it's like heard of babies and killer? old people. Well, yeah, but I mean, like when we're kids, like babies Dorothy? and old people are like the benchmarks for pureness. Come on. <laughs> But she lives in a house in the woods that's made of edible gingerbread and candy. Like I said, delightful to children. She knew what she was doing. And she used it to get children to come in so she could kill them and cook them. And eat them. Cannibal. Cook them. Cook children. <laughs> what are you doing? Cook it? children. This <laughs> is a fairy tale. <laughs> I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at you. <laughs> Just, I can't. And then the House Stove Works article says, though, in fairness, she at least doesn't boast of dining upon their livers with fava beans and nice Chianti. <laughs> I love the morbidity of it. I know. In the Brothers Grimm version, which is from 1812. It's darker. Yeah. She decides that Hansel would be the more succulent child yep. of the two. And locks him up in a cage to fatten him. Mm -hmm. I remember the Brothers Grimm version actually better than any of the other versions. Um, and then she starved Gretel. Yep. So. And if you've up. ever watched the Brothers Grimm movie, they do yes touch on this yes. part. That's what I remember in my head of the house is that yes. version. Um, eventually, though, she decides to eat both of them anyway. So she starved Gretel for no reason. So made her suffer so beforehand. She's just eating skin and bone. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because that makes sense. Yeah. But in this version, she's outsmarted by Gretel. She actually pushes the witch into an oven and burns her to death. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I do too. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so you starve to this girl and she's like, fuck you, yeets her into the oven, <laughs> goes about her business. <laughs> goes about her business. <laughs> yeah. She's like, bye. Okay. Yeah. So they still compare her to Hannibal Lecter and obviously Hannibal Lecter at the end of Silence of the Lambs. Gets out. It's very dumb. It <laughs> gets off pretty easy. Yeah, exactly. Um, History.com likens this to a theme of wicked mothers within these fairy tales and says that in the 1812 version of the, the Brothers Grimm version, a wife persuades her husband to abandon their children in the woods because they don't have enough food to feed them. I remember that too. Mother knows best. Next up is Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I, oof. I this truly, is... truly despise this movie, and I despise where it comes from. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's bad. I'm, I'm there with you. So, um, it... 
Isn't it, it says, the oldest Disney movie too? Isn't it's it definitely th- one of them. I think Sleeping Beauty might be older. I think actually Snow White is the first after like I it's the Sleeping very Beauty's first. 19, oh wait, no, because Sleeping Beauty was in the forties. Yeah, this was in the twenties. Snow White was nineteen thirty eight actually. Or was it? Yeah. Okay, I thought it was the twenties. Yeah. But still, I think it's the very first Disney movie. Yeah, but. Ironically, the How Stuff Works article said that it was launched in the quote modern trend of sanitized fairy tales end quote. Which is what does sanitized fairy tales mean? Outside of like the dark like Brothers oh, Grimm, oh okay, shit gotcha. like that. Okay, yeah, sorry, so, like, I didn't the understand that. Lightened version of the fairy tales, if you will, but hmm. still fucked up in my opinion. Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, Walt Disney, back when he was still like animating, you know, doing the shit himself, <laughs> he decided to make the Brothers Grimm story, which was called Little Snow White. Into his first full-length movie. So you were right. I Sorry, I remember reading this, but then didn't remember it. Told you, Disney nerd. Yeah. <laughs> so his own wife actually tried to talk him out of making it. Mm-hmm. And she said that adults wouldn't sit through a musical featuring a bunch of bearded dwarves. But he trusted his gut. And he borrowed $1.5 million to make it. So as it turned out, though, Walt Disney was right. The This audience was during the Depression era. And it was like uplifting to them in a dark fucking time, man. And so they saw it, you know, as a tale of a beautiful young woman who bests a queen, a piece of shit queen, and, you know, gets her handsome prince at the end of the day, you know? And the movie was actually a huge hit. Disney, it says, while Disney kept the Brothers Grimm's macabre heart in a box angle, he did omit some even grislier details. So in their version of the story, Snow White's evil stepmother is invited to Snow White's wedding where the guests heat a pair of iron shoes on burning coals. And then she's forced to step into the red hot footwear and dance in agony until she falls down dead. What the fuck? What the fuck? I can't. That's a horror movie flick. It is. Like, what are you thinking, man? I love it. Not... Okay, that sounded really bad. I was thinking from, like, a horror movie standpoint, like, that's I'm thinking genius. from a fairy tale standpoint, Courtney, because these are fairy tales. Okay, but we don't, we don't teach <laughs> our kids these fairy tales. <laughs> so. genius for a horror movie, though. In the grim fairy tale version of this, a lot of the violence in the story is directed at kids. Which yeah, is so fucked sad. up. So, in their story, Snow White is just seven years old when yeah. the huntsman takes her into the forest. And... He orders her, he uh, he's ordered, sorry, to bring back her liver and lungs. Right. Which, you Same know. Same thing, because he's supposed to bring back her heart. Exactly. So it's movie. just, yeah, not as <clears throat> macabre, I guess. And Snow White is, she's a, we all know she's a teenager in that version, in the Disney version, but she appears to be an adult. She's also very tiny. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But seven years old in the yes. Grimm fairy tale. And then, again, the History.com theme of the Wicked Mothers Snow White also has an evil mother, like actual mother, not her stepmother, who at first wishes for her, um, she, oh, sorry, I didn't read that right. She wishes for a daughter at first, but then she becomes really infuriated because her daughter is too beautiful. Vanity. Why does every mother think that in Disney movies? Right, Including Tangled. Exactly. Yes. Uh, next up is Rumpelstiltskin. That's also another fucked up one. one. <laughs> that one is fucked. I know the whole background of this one. Yeah. So this story was actually originally also by the Brothers Grimm. Yep. Um, it's a mill. It's so a miller lies to the king, telling him that his daughter can spin straw into gold. So, you know that story. 
lines up with what we know of Rumpelstiltskin. Wow. Rumpelstiltskin. Wow. Damn it, Cordy. You're passing it off onto me. <laughs> it's because you're talking a whole bunch. I know, yeah. Um, the king locks her up in a tower filled with straw and demands that she spin straw into gold by morning or else. The or else probably meaning that he would kill her. Um, of course, she can't spin all that straw into gold. Um, but suddenly, an imp-like creature, who is, as we know, Rumpelstiltskin, appears. And in exchange for her necklace, he spins her straw into gold for her. Mm-hmm. The exchange continues until Rumpelstiltskin eventually demands her first child. He's like, I can do this to you, but give me your first child. What the fuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> the House of Works article says, It's enduring popularity is pretty remarkable when you consider that it's the story of a creepy little man who tries to steal a child. <laughs> for who knows what unsavory purpose. Which, yeah, what the fuck you need that kid for? Come on. Yeah. Creepy. So, Rumpelstiltskin is magical. He has magical powers. He transforms into the miller's daughter into a queen then. So, she's not the humble daughter anymore. And then exchange for a promise that she would turn over her firstborn child. So, when he comes to collect, her only out is to correctly guess his name. Which, that's familiar with the tale that we know. And when she manages to do just that, it gets weird. <laughs> Weirder. <laughs> it says, quote, the devil has told you that, is what the little man shouts at her. And he oh. gets so angry that he stamps his foot and somehow plunges his entire right leg deep into the earth. And when he tries to pull himself out, he tears his body into two. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, you probably deserved it. I just I don't know what goes through their mind when they do these. <laughs> so next up, we, we have three more. Okay. So, the next one on the list is the Snow Queen. So, so like, from Narnia? That's what I thought, too. And I, it's kind of, like... That's the only, like, Snow Queen I can think... Well, I, I mean, unless you want to say Elsa, but other than that... Yeah. They more nod at, like, Frozen. Like, Elsa being the Snow Queen. And the Disney nods. But, okay. yes, I think, like, the Snow Queen of Narnia can kind of also be loosely attributed to that. Well, she's more evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Hans Christian Andersen wrote the 1844 story called The Snow Queen. So, in Frozen, we've got Elsa, who has a paranormal power that lets her create ice and snow, and Anna, who is obviously in danger by her sister's abilities, because she keeps getting, you know, white streak in her hair. Hitting the heart, man. Yeah. Poor Anna. And then... I just think of, do you want to build a snowman? And, like, that's why Elsa won't come out and play with her, because she's worried and she wants to protect you. I just think of Olaf. I don't know Samantha. (laughs) (laughs) I love Olaf so much. Olaf's the best. (laughs) So, Elsa grows up to become queen of the Northern Kingdom, as we know, because their parents pass away in the shipwreck and, you know, all that. they're on their way to Ariel's wedding. Yes. Yep. I love those connections with it. I was so excited when I read about those. I was like, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the shipwreck that you see in the movie mm-hmm. for The Little Mermaid. Yes. Yep. 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 Um, so Anna accepts the marriage proposal from Prince Hans, who is a low key piece of shit. We know that. Not even a low key. And he wears gloves the whole time. Pay attention, friends. He's dishonest. He's wearing gloves. He's concealing himself. Oh. Um, so he was visiting from the south when he proposed to her, which is also weird. Like, he wasn't, (laughs) he wasn't other land. (laughs) He wasn't of Arendelle, okay? Oh, okay. (laughs) Arendelle's so pretty, by the way. I know, yes. So, Elsa then ends up 
giving Hans the stinky boot. And then Anna obviously finds her true love. Who's such a nerd. I love him, though. I love him. I love how he talks for reindeer. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So in the Hans Christian Andersen story, um, it says it's a little something more that you'd encounter in a nightmare. So a little boy named Kay gets shards of glass from a broken magic mirror embedded in his eye and heart. The glass somehow turns to ice, which for reasons that no one really knows and can discern, leads Kay to being abducted by a mysterious woman in white who swoops down on him during a snowstorm. This is where I kind of think more of the White Queen of Narnia, personally. Yeah, that's all I can think of. Yeah. His sister, named Gerda, has to launch a search and rescue mission for him to retrieve him from the Snow Queen's palace, and it's guarded by an army of bear cubs, snakes, and porcupines. Uh, that is Narnia. Totally Narnia. I know. That's why I was like, I'm just gonna go along with it for the thing, but I, I was like, this is definitely some Narnia That is Narnia definitely shit. Narnia. But I think they're just getting at, like, Frozen was trying to kind of take nods from this because they all have some kind of fairy tale thing, but the modern ones don't as much anymore, so. Fair. Anyway, next up is Rapunzel. Tangled. We were just talking about one Tangled. One of my favorites. Better with the hair. <laughs> I'm going to be her one day. My hair is getting that long. Yeah, it is. So, obviously, we know that in Tangled... That her hair has, like, anti-aging properties. And then Mother, Mother Gotha, is trying to steal her youth. (laughs) (laughs) So, it leads her to be kidnapped and imprisoned by a witch, Mother Gothel, who uses the hair to maintain her own looks. So fucked up. Like, what the hell? There's There's a twist in that one, too, for Disney. Okay. Of who Mother Gothel actually is. Ooh. We'll see if I get to that. Okay. Probably not. <laughs> but eventually, the witch grows into a beautiful woman, and she climbs the tower by using Rapunzel's tresses, which, like, stop pulling her fucking hair. Go up the stairs, you lazy bum. She doesn't there have aren't any stairs. stairs. I know. Just saying. Make some stairs. That's why she falls out and goes poof. Right. Her frying pan. <laughs> 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 but she ultimately cuts Rapunzel's hair, or, I'm sorry, Rapunzel ultimately cuts her own hair to kill the witch. And Rapunzel and her prince of happily ever after, although he's not a prince. He's He's a not thief. a prince, but he becomes he's a prince a by marrying her. Yeah, he does. So in the original Brothers Grimm story, the prince's job is a little bit more difficult in here. So after the prince climbs the tower to woo Rapunzel, um, and apparently impregnate her, cute, the witch cuts Rapunzel's hair and then abandons her in the desert. So then when the prince returns and climbs the tower, he's confronted by the witch who taunts him by proclaiming, proclaiming sorry, that he'll never see Rapunzel again. And the prince, in despair, jumps from the tower and lands in the bushes whose thorns pierces his eyes. And then he wanders for several years as a blind homeless person. Until by chance he meets Rapunzel, who is struggling along as an unwed mother of twins... And fortunately, Rapunzel's tears have the same healing power as they do in the movie, and the prince's sight is restored. The two return to his king to marry. His kingdom to marry. So, an un... What word am I thinking of? <laughs> A remixed version of the Disney version. Yeah, but an uncommon happy ending. That's not yes. what I was thinking of, but it's as good as it's gonna get. So, history.com talks about the kind of blacklist thing of premarital sex in fairy tales. Like, kind of a no-no. 
<laughs> so in the original, oh. <laughs> in the original Rapunzel, <laughs> no, no, bad, bad, bad. 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 <laughs> I mean, in this time, it was kind of like full shame. Not so. Now. In the Brothers Grimm version, which was in 1812, the prince impregnates her. <laughs> and yeah, then you get that scarlet letter A, y'all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hester pretty anyone. <laughs> poor Hester. No, poor Hester. Um, and then it says that they they spend many days together living in quote joy and pleasure, end quote. <laughs> Dude, these are so Mormon, but I love it. I know. There's another version called Hans Doom, and it says it's about a man who who impregnates a princess simply by wishing it. <laughs> and in the Frog King a princess spends the night with her suitor uh, once he turns into a handsome bachelor. And then the Grimm's... So, like, the princess and the frog? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. And then the Grimm's stripped the sex scenes from the later versions of Rapunzel and the Frog King and eliminated Hans Doom entirely. So those were all Brothers Grimm stories, but... Yeah. <laughs> but there were obviously hidden sexual innuendos that stayed in the stories. So, Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of hidden sexual innuendos and a lot of Disney yeah. stuff. So, hey. Last, roll with the flow. Yeah. Last flow. on the list to round it out. Okay. Is Sleeping Beauty. Of course. How could we not have Sleeping Beauty? Gotta get to That's my favorite. rapey. I know. I know Yikes. that the grim or like the darker version yeah. is not good. But. So, Sleeping Beauty was in 1959. Yep. So, it was... A story about a young princess who a sorceress tries to doom. You know, we remember in the Disney movie that her parents are having the party for her when she's born. And the witch is like, fuck you, I'm gonna take that baby. And Well, that's because they couldn't have a kid. And yeah. the witch, like, blessed them with the yeah, ability to exactly. have one. And she was like, okay, that's yeah, mine. gonna take it back. Yeah. So she was, she was reneging on Rude her. Rude ass bitch. Yeah. She was trying to be like, oh, I'll give you a baby. No, she's a twat. Twat waffle. I don't know why she did that. I don't know why she's like, here's a baby, and then took it back. What are you doing? I think Fine. that was part of her deal in the Disney movie, though, is that they she was going to give them the baby, but that she would have to take the baby at a certain age. Yes, that's right. It was at a certain birthday. I remember that now. You're right. You're right. You're right. So I told you, it's my favorite princess. Yeah. <laughs> so the evil witch lady, she casts a spell so that the daughter would die by the age of 16. And it would be when she pricks herself on a spindle. That would be on it. Yeah. So, the curse can only be partially undone by a good fairy. So, we know we've got the three fairies. They're my favorite part of Sleeping Beauty. I love when they fight over the dress and cake colors. Yes, I love it. And I love the dressmaking scene is my favorite. I love it so much. It's so cute. Yeah, I love it. And her pink dress is just so pretty. Anyway. (laughs) I'm more towards the blue, but that's just... I like the blue, too. But I just... The pink dress being made always stands out in my head. Well, it's what you always remember because that's what she ends up wearing is the pink version. She remember fighting them over the dresses. (laughs) And I like when it splats like multiple different colors of the pink and blue all over it. (laughs) And the birds. I love the birds. Oh, yeah. That's super cute. Having quirky memories. (laughs) Quirky memories. (laughs) So, like I said, the curse can only be partially undone by a good fairy... Um, with the result that the princess will sleep until she's awakened by the kiss of her one true love. And the prince to whom she has been betrothed. Okay, y'all. <laughs> never, ever, ever tell your children that they have a prince. Yeah. I don't care. And that you're dead until they kiss you awake. No. Come on. 
gross. That's just disturbing. Cringe. That's, I remember being a kid watching that movie and being like, yeah, I'm like, this feels off. This feels a little wrong. Especially like in Snow White too. Yeah, just being that like, too. Like she's literally just laying there, makes no movement, and he's just like. Pfft. And Prince Philip is kind of creepy looking. Actually, he at is me. very creepy yeah. looking. Not my don't style. at me, but at me, he's creepy. Anyway, so in the Charles Perrault and the Brothers Grimm versions, pretty much the same thing happens within them, but. They, it says they cleaned up the story from earlier versions. There was a 14th century French version called Perce Forest. It's P-E-R-C-E Forest. F-O-R-E-S-T. <laughs> but in this version, the prince returns to find the young woman lying in a bedchamber, nude and comatose. No. No, 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 no. Fucking wrong. No means no. Exactly. They can't say no. Gross. Ew. Hate it. She's not conscious. That's a no. Yeah, exactly. That's automatic no. So fucking gross. Um, and in this version, he can't resist the urge to have sexual intercourse with her. Um, let me rephrase that for you. Trigger warning. Rape. That yeah, is not, that there's nothing about sexual intercourse yeah. and there's nothing there's about no, unable to resist. The word, you can. The word intercourse. Enter. Means two coming together. Two can't come together if one can't consent. Gross. Ew. So gross. Oh. And to be more fucked up, she becomes pregnant and has a child. And all while remaining asleep. The whole time she was asleep. So this obviously wasn't her true love. Obviously, piece of shit. Um, her infant bites upon his mother fi- mother's finger, mistaking it for a breast. Think he's being fed, which how can you milk? Um, but it says causing the flax chip from the spindle to fall out and the young lady to awaken. So she had the piece of the spindle still in her finger and then the baby by mistakenly biting it caused it to fall out and then she wakes up. Probably like, excuse the fuck out of me. What's happening? Ew. And then there was another version by, I think it's Gimbatista Basile. It's G-I-M-B-A-T-T-I-S-T-A-B-A-S-I-L-E. A story from 1634, so a long fucking time ago, called The Sun, the Moon, and the Talia. And it's a king who impregnates the sleeping maiden who gives birth to twins. So again, rape, rapey. Um, when his queen finds out, she sends her cook to get the children, to kill and cook them, and then serve them to her husband as punishment. Uh, fortunately, the cook can't bring himself to do that and serves lamb instead, so just tricks them into thinking that it's the children. I have not heard that version, and that's yep. disturbing as fuck. Ruin your childhood. Told you I was coming with some fucked up shit. That's yep. messed up. Yep. That's messed up. Gross. Icky. Ick, ick, ickity, ick, that's ick. Truly, right. like, out of all of those, I feel like that's the most disturbing that's one That's why I've that heard. one was, like, number one on the list, because it was descending, like, from level of fucked upness, and that one was number one on the list from House of Works. <laughs> So thank you, HowStuffWorks.com. That list was incredible, disturbing, but incredible. And then History.com had some great takes on this shit, too. But, woof. Am I right? (laughs) It's so fucked up. Dude, that one is like, what? Yeah. Disney definitely made that into a nice, pretty little fairy tale. Yep, 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 yep. Even though I feel like Sleeping Beauty has one of the most well-known villains Anywho, we're going to wrap this shit up. Let's do it. Thanks for hanging. We hope you enjoyed this 
fucked up. I sure as shit enjoyed it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I thought it was wild. On both I ends. loved your topic, dude. That was epic. It just popped into my head and I was like, ooh, 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 ooh yes. Dude, I love it. That is true. Like, I was so hooked. I don't I know love if it. you saw it, but I had all yes. the facial expressions in the world yes. on that one. Yeah, we'll see how other people react because I feel like you and I are a little more fucked up, but that's okay. <laughs> Me especially. We'll see. <laughs> so, anyway, if you would like us to tell any certain stories, any spooky stories, lore stories, your own personal experiences, please send them our way. You can DM us on social media or you can email us at in the nick of crime podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at nick of crime podcast, all spelled together, and on the Tiki Talks at in the nick of crime podcast also all spelled together we will put our link tree in the show notes too because we're cool kids and we have a link tree now because we finally got on that train and lastly become a patron we would love it dearly we do patreon exclusive content we may be you know moving some things around doing some different stuff on there but we are doing that and we also put extended show notes on the patreon currently so it's a fun time over there our Patreon is patreon.com slash in the nick of crime. So with that, keep it creepy. Stay freaky. Don't keep it this creepy, though. Yeah, let's not, because that's pretty disturbing. Yeah. Well, anyway. I'm also very morbid, so I like that. <laughs> we made that sound like morbid, too. Oh, we well. didn't mean to. It Sorry. wasn't on purpose. Yeah, we didn't mean to. But anyway, we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.